We want to thank you for joining us at Cowboy Junction Church today. As you hear this message, we pray that your faith will grow and you'll be both encouraged and challenged. If you enjoy what's happening at Cowboy Junction, it would really help us out a lot if you would subscribe, rate, review, and share this online. You can also help us reach others by partnering with us financially. You can easily give a one-time gift or set up a recurring gift at cowboyjunctionchurch.com gift. We hope you enjoy this message. The Lord just gave me, immediately gave me a vision, and I knew when He gave it to me that it was for Cowboy Junction, and here's what it was. I got this vision of a, a dam, like Hoover Dam, and this, I was looking at the downside, the canyon part of the dam, and this dam began to crack at the top and began to break, and the water came crashing down that canyon. The prayers that you pray over your city are like buckets of water being poured into that lake. And the pressure, all the time you do that, the pressure's building. What I believe that means is, is that you're about to experience some kind of extreme breakthrough here. Now's the time to prepare for the dam breaking. Not when the dam breaks. God's not looking for people that can do something. He's looking for people he can do something with. Tell you what, the saddest part about this mess, this series, and today, is that's the last time we're going to get to see that roll in. And I hope you're not tired of it, because every time they, we've played that roll in for our messages for the last two months, there's a little bit of my heart that continues to get touched. And continues. I can, get, I can get really busy making sure today's message is great, making sure I deliver it properly. I, I love you guys enough that I want to bring, I want to bring my best. Have you got an A game? You know, you know what A game means? I want to bring you guys my A game. Um, I, I put a lot of prayer into this, but every time I watch that breakthrough roll in, I'm reminded that I, as hard as I try, I can't do what God does. As much effort as I put into it, it, it's not the breakthrough that God can do in my life. And today's the wrap-up message, and I thought Heather Bean did an amazing job last week. She is awesome. Yeah. And uh, some of you suckers text me encouragement like she just took your job. That's not encouragement. That is not encouragement. May the fleas of a thousand camels show up in your bed if you keep saying... You're supposed to text and go, man, you and Heather make a great team or something like, something like, gosh, I'm so glad God put you and Heather together. But oh no, you sorry dogs kid. said, you know, if anything should happen to you, we've always got Heather. Like, what the heck is that? Listen, today's going to be great. Are you all ready for today's message? Is there anybody wanting to break through in their life? Is there anybody excited to see what God does in the next chapter of, of this church? Is there anybody believing God for a breakthrough in our community? Yes. I mean, this sleepy little town, the sleepy little county, the sleepy little West Texas, New Mexico, are we ready to see a breakthrough? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, today we're going to pray about that, and we're going to see God speak through this message. I just want you to open your heart. Would you do that? Father, we love you. I pray for today. Holy Spirit, this is the last message of a Sunday morning, and I pray, Father God, that you would speak to your people. We, we're hungry for you. There isn't one person who showed up today wanting to listen to me. Every one of us came to listen to you. And Father, we love you. And Holy Spirit, we invite you here. Be our Father. You are our God. We are your people. 
It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're praying for a breakthrough, okay? And with every faith bucket that we take and we believe God one more time, one more time, one more time of us stepping out in faith to our Father, one more time, one more time we choose words that are life and not death, one more time we're putting one more bucket of faith. Every time we pray, we're praying for that husband, we're praying for that wife, we're praying for that breakthrough in marriages, we're praying for, we're praying for kids that, that when they grow up, serve God, know God, follow Jesus with all their heart. And with every act of faith our family takes, we're adding to the reservoir and the pressure is building up and we want to see a breakthrough. And for the last several weeks, we've been really looking at this water, okay? Water is very symbolic in Scripture. And it's fun to take a look at what Scripture rep water is represented through Scripture. And I want to show you something that I have recently been fascinated with. In fact, a couple months ago, this is what I knew I would wrap the message, the series up with. Let me show you something. It's the, it's the tabernacle. This is the tabernacle of, the, um, of, of, of Moses to where he put this tent together to represent the Holy of Holies, the holy place. But then there's more, the bronze laver, and then you had the altar of burnt offering. And one of the fun things is to continue. I'll probably teach on this someday. But right here, there's a big door. Every part of this has a representation of a bigger picture, a type and shadow. And, and everything from the door, it represents Jesus. Jesus is the good shepherd. He stops what can't comes in, come in and he lets in what is him. He is a good shepherd. He controls the door of our life. But then Jesus is also the sacrificial lamb, the lamb of God. We see here that it's not just uh, in these days. This is when they would sacrifice real lambs, but the lamb of God. But then the laver. The laver was the washing bowl. The washing pool is what it would call, be called. And you would wash the blood and the, uh, the residue of the day and the dust of the day. The, the, every, the cleansing process that took place here would allow you then to go into a holy of holies. And then a, a holy place and then the holy of holies. This is a type and shadow of the very same thing that happens in our life. And it caught my attention because we're talking about a pool of water. And water is being so symbolic this has a huge part to play in our own life as well. To give you a kind of idea, that, as beautiful as this may look and well organized, it was a very interesting, um, you know, I think if you would have been back in the day, there would have been a piece of you that would have just kind of cringed a little bit. It's, it's, it's that cringing that it wasn't always pretty to enter into the holy place of God. Let me give you an example. This altar of burnt offering is a place where the lambs, the goats, the, the bulls, the animals were sacrificed, which means they, the throats were cut. They were split in half. Certain parts of the animal was put into certain places. It was a bloody, gory, strange encounter. We see this as a moment that our sins are covered, but there was a lot going on. It wasn't unusual for the priest to burn incense. Uh, it was a sweet-smelling fragrance because the stench of all that was happening here was enough to almost nauseate you. 
but it was necessary. This, in all of its ugliness, is still one of the most beautiful things in representation of God now saying, no longer will animals cover your sin, but the Lamb of God, which is my son Jesus, will wash your sin away. But the reason why I want to bring up this is because there's something that takes place between here and here. And why would we need a bathing pool at this point? And, and the answer to that is, if you guys ever just knew that you knew that you had Jesus in your life, if you're in the room and you're like, I'm still struggling with stuff. I, I don't know if I'm saved or not. Well, just listen, because that's, that's something we need to get right. But is there anybody in the room that you just know, you know Jesus, you know his sacrifice, you know the cleansing that took place from his blood, but you're still dealing with your attitude and you're still dealing with your thoughts and you're still dealing with your pride and you're still dealing with your flesh and you're still dealing with your your, your anger. You got this little temper. It's like, I know I know Jesus, but the guy that just cut me off doesn't think I do. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? This German, Irish, Mexican background that I have is just enough that I, it, I just figured it's me. And, and the funny thing is, is that we can be washed in the blood, but there is a cleansing process that still has to take place for us to then go into a holy place. And some of us are still dealing with this residue. We are forgiven. It is forgotten. But the Holy Spirit hasn't done a rebirth in our, in our life. There's been a renewal. We are new creations in Christ Jesus, but there hasn't been the separation from the old man into the new person that God's called us to be. And that's what this water is. It's the breakthrough. Let's take a look at when other water is, 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 is used in, in the scriptures. And then we'll go back to this brazen labor. Remember the story of the Egyptians who had the children of Israel? And they cried out to God. The children of Israel cried out to God. And God sent Moses. Remember the story? Set, let my people go. Through a process of miracles and illustrations and, 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 and all of these things, God spoke and Pharaoh had to listen. And Pharaoh let the children of Israel go. And they were now no longer slaves, but they were free. And what's the first thing that they ran into as free slaves? Water. And it was the Red Sea. It looked impossible, and they needed a breakthrough. Ooh, is anybody following me? And the first thing that takes place is Moses, through God, separates the Red Sea. They walk through. There is a baptism as they enter in, and they come out. And when the water fell, their enemy could not chase them anymore. There was a cleansing process. It wasn't the only cleansing process. Remember that they had found their freedom, but then you could take the slaves out of Egypt, but you couldn't take Egypt out of the slaves. Okay. And they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And when finally they had worked out all of the old, they stepped into the promised land. But how did they do it? They did it again by water through the Jordan River. And the Jordan River was pushed back and they crossed over and they stepped into the promised land. Water, 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 water. This is the story of us. And once again, I want to stop and pause and think, what washing is God doing in us? 
as we step out of our old life, our old way, our old way of thinking, our old way of speaking, our old way of living, our old way, and we're being washed as we see the breakthrough take place in our life. And I began to think, and I asked this question, and these are the things that I think about in the middle of the night. I asked this big question, where do a bunch of Hebrew slaves in the middle of the desert find enough bronze to build this? Here, here's a better picture of the, uh, the, the bronze altar. Look how big it is. This isn't a small thing. It was referred to as a pool. And it was a place where the, where the priest would wash the blood off and wash the day off and wash the dust off, wash the sweat off, wash the smell off to then be able to step into the Holy of Holies. And there's a breakthrough of a washing that God wants to do in you. But where does all this bronze come from? They're in the desert. Do you stop by Hobby Lobby? and pick up some... They don't. But the answer to the question can be found in Exodus chapter 38, verse 8. And this is what it said. And he made the laver of bronze and its base of bronze from the bronze mirrors of the serving women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And all of a sudden I realized that this illustration of the washing that God does through his Holy Spirit and his presence, through this tabernacle that would one day, one day, David would build the temple of God, okay? The tabernacle. But this illustration of this bronze laver would be given to us by a bunch of ladies who just said, we've got bronze. And they had bronze in the form of the gazing mirrors that they all owned. Now, piece this together. Here's a bunch of ladies who didn't have lots. They didn't have a lot of stuff. And they didn't have mirrors like you have. Like in your home, you've got mirrors for your face and mirrors for your top half and mirrors for your whole body and mirrors all over the place. And you're as mad at your mirror as you can be right now. And you're just about as mad as your mirror as you are your scale. <laughs> yes. And, and it wasn't the same mirror. It wasn't the same mirror. Back then they had these sheets of bronze and it was their gazing mirror and this is how they would just get a glimpse of how they might look to start their day off and I wanted to paint this picture for you and how did the pool the the bronze laver get built and it was a this transaction that took place between a bunch of ladies who were willing to let go of their image to see a new image that God wanted to give them. And from this pool experience, we now are looking at it, asking ourselves the same question. In today's end of the year offering, we are also asking everyone to step away from your image, how you see you, how, what you wanna do, all the things that it would be the you in this. And to, be willing to give it to God so that his image can be seen in your life. In fact, this is the point that I wanted to make. We all must give up our image for the image of God.
This pool is, was built from the mirrors of the women. It's this moment that we realize what you walk away from is the very thing that helps you walk into what God has for you. The very thing you're willing to let go of is the very thing that now God can hand you something he wants to show you. Um, from this washing, there's a washing that takes place in us. And, and in my own life, for years I knew what it was like to know Jesus. But it was only when I began to tap into the voice of the Holy Spirit that was speaking to my heart, saying, Ty, the words that you chose, were they the words that God would have spoke over your life? No. And the Holy Spirit began to wash me with a new washing. Ty, that pain you feel in your heart, why would you hold on to something when God wants to give you so much more? And the washing of the Holy Spirit began to let me let go of hurt to step into healing. And the breakthroughs that I have received in my life from stepping out in faith by the voice of the Holy Spirit saying, come on, follow me, come on, follow me, is the very washing that took me into the promised land or what I would consider the holy place to where I now know God's plan for my life and purpose for my life. And this breakthrough through this washing of walking away from things that I wanted to hold so dear to step into the things that I never knew would be the most valuable things I would ever receive from my God because they came from Him and they were Him. I thought this labor story was so cool as we walk out of our image and we offer God an opportunity to build a new image in us. And today is the day that we are going to honor God with our end of the year offering. And I wanted to encourage you. And I wanted to show you a few things about what today is. First of all, today is all about faith. You've got to have faith. It's a moment that if we try to do it any other way, we're doing it wrong. God doesn't need your stuff. In fact, what we're going to find out today is our stuff is actually the stuff he's given us. But if we just give it because we're supposed to, that's not faith. In fact, let me just tell you real quick. If you respond to something because someone told you to do it, it's not faith. But if you do it because God's telling you to do it, that's faith. To give you the, the simple version, if you ever do something because your pastor told you to do it, you're doing it wrong. But if you do it because God's put it in your heart to do it, that's what faith is. And so a few things. Today in our offering, our faith is being stretched without a doubt. In fact, let me just go as far to tell you that any time I ever stepped out to do something God wanted me to do, I never felt good about it. It was awkward. It was strange. It was large. It was weird. But it was so important to know, I know this is what he wants me to do. So in all of us, our faith is being stretched right now. Something else that it is, our faith is being obedient. We're trusting God with all of our heart and leaning not on our understanding. But in all of our ways, we're acknowledging him and he's directing our steps. Our faith is being good stewards with what he's given us. 
our faith is faithful to the knowledge God will provide. And this is a big one for me. I'm going to be faithful that God is my provider. And to know that he is my provider is my prayer every morning to wake up and to realize that God's going to bring the breakthrough. God's going to bring the breakthrough. But I'm going to be obedient and stretched and a good steward. But another thing that our faith is, our faith is letting go of our image to be the image of God. There's a second thing I want to talk to you about, about what today's offering is. We are giving to see the kingdom of God grow. One of the most overlooked things that Christians don't know they have to seek after every day is the kingdom of God. It is a daily thing. And the problem is, is that most people think he's God. He can do whatever he wants to do. It doesn't matter if I pray for his kingdom to come or not. And it does. God is God. But we are the ones who get in line with his plan, not him who comes to our plan. And that's why Jesus turns and says, daily pray. Father, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because it can be so overlooked so quickly. You have to seek after it. And in today's offering, we are giving to see the kingdom of God grow in our lives, in our families, and in our community. All these things is a moment we have to stop and pause and realize, I want your kingdom to grow in my life. Become so real for me evident all around me. May those around me even see, gosh, there's something different about you. There's something unique. You're not the same person you used to be. In my family, let me just tell you, anybody can have kids. But to ask God to grow his kingdom in your kids, may your kids be Christ followers. May your kids be a blessing to you and not a burden to you. May your kids recognize the voice of God in their life. And you don't have to be the voice of God for their life. May your kids seek after God because they saw you seek after God. And a fun thing about this, let me just tell you, we've had fun with this offering in the Bean family. Several weeks ago, Heather and I wrote a check out. We're ready to go. And we're going to start meeting as a family and praying over this check, okay? And I just kind of turned to Heather and I said, do you think our boys even have a clue how much money this is? Or do they just see a bunch of zeros? And she goes, I think our kids are pretty oblivious to how much money this is. And I said, okay, let's save this check, but let's go pull some money out, okay? And, and let's have it sitting there. And every time we get together for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, for the end of the evening, for the end of the day, Let's just kind of divvy it up. He takes some, he takes some, you take some, I take some, and we're going to pray over it, okay? And so we sit the boys down. We have this little stack of cash, all right? And we give Brady some, and we give Hudson some, and we give Heather some, and I got some, and then, Heather, and then Brady goes, y'all didn't give me any. You know, yeah, we did. He goes, no, you didn't. Little liar, we did too. He just had it stuck underneath his, his leg, and, and, <laughs> and Brady, so Brady fesses up, and he's got the money, and we're all sitting there. And we're, 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 we just begin to pray. And our boys begin to pray for our church. And my wife began to pray for you. And we pray that God would expand us. And as we're sitting there holding this money, it's not just a check anymore. It's not a bunch of zeros anymore. It's real. 
and we stack it back up and we put it in our little special place. And the next day we come back and we divvy it up again and we prayed over it again. This is us showing our kids. May your kingdom come, Father. May your will be done. This isn't just, I had parents who gave. I had parents who took care of this stuff for me. I had parents who wrote the check. No, 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 it's not that. It's my parents set us down at the table and they actually put the cash in our hand. And they made us hold it. And they asked us questions like, how, how many video games is this? What could you buy on iTunes with this? And when we begin to see this was huge and this was faith and this was stretching our family, we didn't teach our kids about money. We taught our, our kids about faith and finances. May your kingdom come. And may our kids for the rest of their life remember that our family turns to our Father and knows exactly where it came from. He is our provider. May, may His kingdom come in our community. Would y'all like to see God move in this little portion of the world? Yes. I would too. And I would too to the point to where even if He doesn't want to move at Cowboy Junction, I'm ready for Him to move somewhere. I'm ready for a revival to take place. I'm ready for God to do a big work. I'm more in love with the kingdom than I am a building. Come on, does this make sense? And when we begin to remember that, may your kingdom come. May your will be done in this community, in my family, and in my life. And the third and final thing that this end of the year offering is, it's an offering of prayerful discernment from each family. If we all do what God's telling us to do, then we'll all be doing what we're supposed to be doing. This offering is a thank you to God. You're a good, good father who gave us another year. And every year you're growing us. And every year you're stretching us. But we wanted to give you a thank you. This offering is hope. This offering is faith. And this is us giving God our very best. Remember the tabernacle I showed you a minute ago? David has this fascinating story about the temple that he built. And so God lived in a tent. The interesting thing about David is that David built a house a big king castle house, okay? And one day, David is sound asleep, and he woke up. <laughs> Sounded just like that. It was awesome, okay? Probably scared some of y'all just then, didn't I? And David sits up in his bed, and the story goes that David immediately realized in his head, I built my house before I built God's house. And God speaks to him and says, David, you're the first person to ever figure this out. Everybody else put themselves before me. And God begins to open up and share with David his desire for a home, a permanent home. And instantly, God downloads into David the blueprints for the tabernacle, the temple. And God speaks through David. And David did something really cool. Let me tell you the story. First Chronicles 28 verse 1. 
King David commanded all the officials of Israel to assemble in Jerusalem. So David whistles, hey, everybody come together. So all the officials of the tribe, the officials with administrated the work in the kingdom, the leaders of the clans, the supervisors of the uh, property and livestock that belonged to the king and his sons, indeed, all the palace officials, leading soldiers and important men gathered in Jerusalem. It says that David stood before them and addressed them. My friends, listen to me. I want to build a permanent home for the covenant box, the footstool of the Lord our God. He's talking about the Ark of the Covenant. I have made preparation for building a temple to honor him. In verse 8 it says, So now my people, in the presence of our God and this assembly of all Israel, the Lord's people, I charge you to obey carefully everything that the Lord our God has commanded us so that you may continue to possess this good land. So that you may continue. That you may continue to possess this good land. So that you may hand it on to succeeding generations forever. And then David does something really cool. The very next chapter, 1 Chronicles chapter 29, David gives a confession in front of all the people about why we're all here and why we're honoring God with the very best that he's given us. And David says some things that I think really sets the standard of whose it belongs to. Watch what David says. But me, who am I? And who are these my people that we should presume to be giving something to you? Everything comes from you. All we're doing is giving back what we've been given from your generous hand. As far as you're concerned, we're homeless. Shiftless wanderers like our ancestors. Our lives mere shadows, hardly anything to us. God, our God, all these materials, these piles of stuff, these were all the materials to build the temple. For building a house of worship for you, it's here to honor, honoring your name. It all came from you. It was all yours in the first place. I know, dear God, that you care nothing for the surface. You want us, our true selves. And that's an important part. David points out God could care less about the cedar planks. God could care less about the gold fixtures. God could care less about all the ornaments. God was testing our hearts. Do we want the stuff or do we want to honor him? And now see, and so, and so I have given from my heart, honestly and happily. And now see all these people doing the same, giving freely, willfully, what a joy. Oh God, God of our fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep this generous spirit alive forever in these people always. Keep their hearts set firmly in you. Isn't that a good prayer? So here we go. Cowboy Junction Church. 
For the last several weeks and months, we have been preparing our heart on what God wants us to do as a people. If today you're here for the first time, just relax and watch how folks who uh, want to see God do something cool in their church, in their home, as we step out in faith to honor God at this year and end of the year offering with our very best. And so if you would, would everyone please stand to your feet? Would you pull out your end of the year offering? Heather and I, in the first service, I welcomed her up on stage, and together we held our check, and we prayed over it. And if you would, would you pull yours out, and, and let's pray over it right now. And, and to pray over it, I'd like to read David's prayer. In 1 Chronicles 29, verse 10, it says, Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you. And we praise your glorious name. Father, we honor you. We know where it came from. We know who gave it to us. And now, Lord, we want to say thank you. And Father, today I pray that the breakthrough would take place in our community, that our church would be able to do so much more than we're able to do right now. You've taken us such a long ways, but Lord, thank you for people who believe in what you're doing here in your church. And now, Father, I pray for everyone participating in this offering. Father, I pray for the hopes that you've put in their heart, for the things that you've asked them to step out in faith for, the things that you've said to trust you on, and the things that they're moving out to be the people that you've called them to be in. For, Father, open the windows of heaven, and may we never lose the sound of your voice. Show us, guide us, and bless us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Cowboy Junction. The end of the year offering bucks are up here. Come on, let's give God our very best.
Come on, I think our Lord deserves a great big old praise offering. Can we give him one? Okay, listen. Breakthrough series is over. We're now moving to Christmas. We're going to go into a series next week that we couldn't wait to get through. And we just, we just kept a secret because we had to focus on this end of the year offering. But next week, there's going to be popcorn in church. Yeah, there's going to be candy, jelly beans, all kinds of good stuff. You know why? Because next week, you're all going to the movies. That's right. If you, if you didn't know you could do that. So come back next week, and we're going to pick one of our favorite Christmas movie. Okay? And we're going to apply a principle found in Scripture. And we're going to look at this, and you're going to go, oh, my gosh, that is so cool. And it is. Now, here's the deal. Y'all are going to be able to bring all this stuff into church, and I'm sure you're going to spill it all over the place, and that's okay. You can't even control your coffee. You spill your coffee in church all the time. So popcorn is going to be all over. It's like, it's, what's, the, what's the steak place where there's peanut shells laying on the floor? Texas, Texas Roadhouse. It's going to be like walking into Cowboy Junction Roadhouse, okay? <laughs> and it's going to be so much fun. And we have some special surprises that are also going to take place. I'll give you a hint. Towards the end of the series, we're going to be doing a great big railroad message. And there's something really cool that's going to ha happen with our caboose. And you won't want to miss it. It's so awesome. Okay? Our prayer team is over here and over here. And they'd love to pray for you if you need prayer. Guys, we'll let you know next week how this weekend went. But I love you. Jesus loves you. Don't you ever forget it. It's time for us to love God, love people, and have no limits in our lives. You guys have a great week in the Lord. See you later. Bye. <laughs>